punishment You can fuck off a banana's tree Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks When you talk that shit about Star Trek It's like you just harpooned a baby Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks And if you prank call people at the old folks home That's fine, but you better not tell them Hi, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. I'm Jack, and I'm here on the Away Team, where we have discovered feathery crystal and incredibly graceful beings of nearly perfect peace and contentment. I am joining them in meditation, where I am experiencing the infinite love, light, and communion that underlies the universe experience itself. I am weeping with joy and awe. Here with me is Leo. He is causing many of these majestic creatures to feel impatience and frustration for the first time in their lives by spending several hours summarizing one 48-minute episode of Firefly. <laughs> What's up, Leo? <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's a really good episode. <laughs> the firefight is really good. I love how Jane, like the hooker that Jane is banging, like he's like, hey, these are all my favorite guns. You just got to give me all the guns. You understand? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, let's bang. These things have never considered violence as a concept before. I know, I had to explain guns to them. And now they're thinking about doing it to us (laughs) because of you. Uh, I really love that you have made me continuing to describe the same episode of Firefly into a running gag on this show. Yeah, that's like three or four of them now. Uh, and it will not be the last one. Uh, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. My name's Leo. I'm, I like Star Trek. Hey, I'm Jack. I, I write the intros and then I <laughs> kind of just punch out after that, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Jack, what's good besides that intro? Uh, um, that Donald Trump Jr. has coronavirus. That is very good. <laughs> it's so, like, the only thing funnier than Donald Trump getting it is Donald Trump Jr. getting it a month later. Uh-huh. Which because it means he wasn't around all of the people, yeah. all the people in power that got it, that gave it to each other. He wasn't there for that. Yeah, and he still he took just got no it later. Precautions. Yeah, nothing whatsoever. And he just got it later because he's a big old fucking loser. Yep, <laughs> fucking sucks <laughs> ass. And inshallah, he'll die from it because I'm, that would the only thing funnier than Donald Trump dying it from it is Donald Trump Jr. dying from it. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that guy fucking sucks ass. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's, his dad without any of that sort of weird, grotesque charisma, which is the only virtue that his dad possesses. So he does nothing. He's just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching, I, I, I remember the first time I ever heard Junior's voice. Yeah. Um, Because I had managed to avoid ever hearing it for a really long time. And it was when he posted a video of where he's just, it's one of those things where it's like, man, you're on social media. You know enough to know that there's good angles and bad angles. (laughs) And he posts a video of, of himself that's taken from the bad angle. Right. You know the one. Yeah. When you're laying down on your back. And your camera is like at your belly button mm-hmm. level looking up at you. It's, the worst angle. There is no person alive who looks good no. from that angle. The hottest person in the world looks like shit from that angle. And Donald Trump's children are ugly fucking yeah, people. Yeah, they're horrible. They're fucking Even horrible mutants. As much as everybody, people will talk about how hot they think Ivanka is, eh. Ivanka is hot because she got a bunch of plastic surgery to not look like a Trump. Yeah. And like she's only hot in the sense of like, like that's what the surgery is for. Like she, she just looks like a plastic surgery like model. Yeah, and it's um, not like it's not organically hot. It's not actually hot in any way. But so this video that Junior posted, it's him complaining about how the social networks are against him. You know, because they like to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and it's just his voice sounded to me like uh, if Kermit the Frog was trying to put on like an extra deep voice to remind Miss Piggy who wears the, the <laughs> no pants in this relationship. Because he's like, I'm, I'm just sitting here watching my algorithms get crushed. <sighs> and it's just f- so perfect and pathetic. And that just that victimization of like, th- there clearly cannot be any other reason why I'm not getting a whole shitload of views uh, there's there it, it has to be a conspiracy yeah that's that's the a tech whole like, that's a whole thing on the right wing of yeah uh, and it's very it's so 
pathetic. Yeah. It's, like it's so it's so telling on yourself that like you don't actually care about anything other than being paid attention to. Yeah. And you can't come to grips with the fact that no one's paying attention to you because you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's fucking childish. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, I mean, I know the Trumps aren't, like, as rich as they pretend to be, but he has money. Yeah, and, and it's he, like, don't do this if you have enough money to go do something cool. He grew up you could with rent, it, too. You could rent a jet ski. Like, <laughs> Junior grew up with money. And, of course, his dad is his major influence, Um but there's also there's a really interesting story about the kind of the history of their relationship um, that ties to a story that Junior's mom told and then recanted about uh, Dad basically beating her up because yeah. he tried to get scalp reduction surgery from a doctor that she recommended and it went badly and so he like beat the shit out of her for it and right. that story and again it you know she told the story then she recanted so who knows what the truth is. Um, but it also happens to coincide with, uh, yeah, the story about him uh, with junior, like not talking to his dad for a year and a half or whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, that's at least my head. Oh, I thought in. you meant the story about, um, uh, uh, senior like slapping him because he, he showed up to pick him up for, to go to a baseball game and he wasn't wearing a suit. So he slapped him. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of his like college buddies told told that story to some magazine or something. It's, uh, no, that that I mean, it's it's very hard for me to imagine Donald Trump throwing a punch, but it's very easy for me to imagine him slapping and pulling hair. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, I uh, just I just the memory of hearing his voice for the first time. I was like the the next thing that I remembered was when somebody that you and I used to work with during the 2016 uh, campaign in our office was like, oh, did you see Junior on TV last night? He just, he looked just presidential. And I was just like, God. I mean, there's no way that's true. But now that I've heard the guy's voice, the idea... I'm trying to guess who that... It's not someone that still works there, right? Nope. Okay, I know who this is. Yeah, you do. Yep. Um, yeah, no, the idea that somebody heard that guy say anything. Yeah, I know. I, and was like, yeah, this is the leader that I want. It I, is. It's bizarre. It me. is baffling. I, I kind of get the Donald Trump thing because he does have kind of a weird, like I said, a weird grotesque yeah, charisma. Yeah, it, it's, he's got this Spengali thing. Yeah, he, um, he's, he's funny. He genuinely is. He's a genuinely, I mean, he's not. He wouldn't be a good stand-up because he couldn't like I don't he can't write a joke. Well, he can't write a joke and he can't laugh at himself. Yes, but he is legitimately funny yeah. quite often. Yeah, and if if it weren't for like the danger that he puts all of us in every single day, right. his presidency like if if his presidency was a movie and everything happened the exact same way, but it was It'd be great. It was billed <laughs> as a comedy and we weren't living through this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, It'd be yeah. fucking hilarious. And I mean, I I do have to. I hate I hate him. I think he he is emblematic of everything that is bad about American society. Um, he's the avatar of of the sort of corruption and and rot and greed and selfishness that underlies our society. But he also made clowns out of a lot of really shitty fucking people that before him were respected. Yeah, and shouldn't have been. Yeah. I so mean, you gotta hand it to him. You realize <laughs> how much. More respected Rudy Giuliani was before. Oh my God! Shit. Everybody loved him. <laughs> he was America's man. Now he's a laughing stock. He's a goddamn it clown. Fucking rocks. <laughs> it's uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about how um, how Trump can't. Oh, I think I. Yeah, I already talked about this about the Biden thing on. Uh, on episode one. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the Joe Bidens. Because that th that's really the thing that sets the two of them apart, and we don't have to get into everything that is probably wrong and not going to accomplish anything that either of us want during the Biden administration. But the, the thing that makes Biden a, a tolerable human being and Donald Trump not a tolerable human being is that if Biden heard three guys for an hour and a half just riffing on their terrible Biden impressions, he would think that's funny. Biden would probably like that. Biden yeah. would probably want to hang out with those guys. Yeah. 
And Trump would be, he would have them. Trump would try to ruin their lives. Yeah, well, he absolutely would. Yeah. Yeah, he would call all of them out on Twitter, first of all. Yeah. And he would have his fucking horde of idiots. The other thing that, that drives me nuts is like the lack of basic capacity for logical, like logical thought amongst his, his sycophants because they're convinced that it's impossible. You see this all the time. They're, they're like, there's no way that uh, Donald Trump didn't win. The, the Democrats rigged it. There's no way right. that Donald Trump didn't get more votes. You're talking about the guy whose entire fucking project has been alienating and belittling people. Right. That's his whole thing is pissing yeah, people off. Yeah, it turns out people don't like that. <laughs> you have a shirt that says, fuck your feelings. Right. You have a cup that says liberal tears. You have a flag that says Trump 2020, make liberals cry again. Why do you think there are that many people who like him? Right. Yeah, his whole thing is <laughs> pissing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it It's... I mean, I, I want to go on the record right now. Uh, fuck Joe Biden. Um, fuck you if you're if you think this is uh, anything other than a continuation of the struggle. Um, that being said, it's very funny to watch Trump lose for for once in his fucking life. Yeah, not get the thing he wanted because it's just been act like an asshole for his entire life and get rewarded for it. Which sucks dick. It sucks so much ass. And, and it's think, so it's so nice to watch people like abandon him and and him just flailing and you know I, I mean what's still profoundly upsetting is the number of people who haven't. Yeah. In the general public. And the and the people who the, the, the people in politics and the talking heads and everything, they're all jumping ship like a bunch of rats. But yeah, because the his fucking cultists are still going out. They're still driving around our fucking town, raving oh, their, yeah. tw- their Trump twenty twenty flags, um, and they're still convinced that he's. They're gonna figure out a way to pull it out. And if they don't figure out a way to pull it out, it's not because he legitimately lost in a free and fair democratic election. It's because the Democrats stole it, and that is entirely because Donald Trump started sowing the seeds for this fucking conspiracy of the 2020 election being stolen from him right after he quote-unquote won the 2016 election. No, it was before that. He, I mean, he was sowing that just in case he lost the 2016 election. I mean, he was already talking about it before. Yeah, it's so much worse. Anyway. But no, I mean, I think like... I think it's important to make a distinction between just citizenry and then the political class. And you're right that there's a bunch of citizenry that are still like into Donald Trump. And that sucks. But they also don't really wield any power over you. And you should try... Like, it's our job as as good leftists to try to somehow meet them somewhere, you know? Whereas, like, the political class, the people that do wield power, um, it's our job to oppose them when they wield power in a way we, we don't like. And, you know, the political class has more or less completely fucking abandoned him. And it it's funny. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Uh, you know? And, like, who gives... Like, it, it doesn't matter if his... If, you know, twenty five percent of the citizenry still supports him. If the, if the entire political class is like, nope, no more. I mean, I hope you're right. I I hope that they don't figure out some. I I hope that this thing goes the way that as as much as the system is fucked, our political system is fucked, and uh, it needs to be. Uh, it it well. I was about to say it's broken, but as we both know, it's not broken at all. It works exactly the way mm-hmm. it's the way it's designed. Working as intended. Yeah. Um. And. So people need to continue to struggle to force the government who works for us uh, to actually represent our interests rather than represent the the interests of the the billionaire uh, ruling class. That being said, what I find disturbing there's another thing that came up today is that uh, among these cultists, these citizenry citizenry cultists, um, you know, we've heard the story about the governor of, is it Michigan, who they tried to, yeah. like, they fucking had a plan to kidnap her again? Um, oh, they, they tried that again? I think so. Jesus Christ. The first one, if you actually dig into the first one, it was like, by the time they actually, like, arrested them, it was like the, more than half the quote-unquote cell was, like, FBI agents. Yeah. It was just like... Yeah, no, they're, they're fucking goonish and idiots, but I was so annoyed. Oh, but also... But also 
it's kind of a situation where the FBI were kind of pushing them into it so they could say we got them. Mm. Um, just like the entire decade after 9-11, all the quote-unquote terror plots they foiled, if you actually dig into them, it's like, oh, you talked an autistic uh, teenager into saying he wanted to kill Inspector Gadget, and then you said you foiled a terrorist plot. Cool. <laughs> um, but what's going on in Boise uh, right now, as a matter of fact, is that uh, Ammon Bundy and a bunch of his fucking smooth brain jagoffs who are oppressed by the idea of masks existing mm-hmm. uh, are protesting at the uh, mayor of Boise's house, which is fucked up. Yeah, that's a little much. I yeah. mean, uh, hold your hold your leaders accountable and. You know, I, I've gone on record in saying that I think it's fine to tell, um, you know, the, because there were uh, things where elected officials who I don't like um, were, you know, getting like run out of restaurants and, yeah. and shit like that. And I was I like, think that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm totally fine with that. Um, and I don't know where exactly the line is, but first of all... Go into their houses over the line. I'm going just to somebody's say. house in mass in a group that is, if they're not armed, they are known for being armed. Right. Um, and uh, especially when they're protesting this fucking Thanksgiving thing, because all anybody's done with with regard to telling people how to celebrate Thanksgiving is going, hey, it's not a good idea to have large groups. Yeah, I know. Uh, th- that's it. Yeah, that's that's. That's what drives me nuts about this is like this is not a boot on your neck. Yeah. You don't you don't even know you wouldn't know a boot if it bit you in the ass. Like so many of these people that are fucking mad are these petty bouge fucking fat, soft, completely comforted, sheltered people that wouldn't know a boot from a fucking masseuse. And what they're mad about is for the first time in their lives someone is being like, "Hey, what you're doing is bad. Yeah, and they're and that's it. And but be, but that is horrible, horrifying to them because this society is made for them and their needs and their fucking like just grotesque abject comfort. And they're so fucking <laughs> coddled. And what drives me nuts about it is so because they take they 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 extrapolate. The fact that the government, the CDC, whose job it is to talk about diseases, right. has the temerity to say, hey, this disease is extremely contagious, and when large groups of people to get together, more people get it. Right. That's it. That's the whole statement. Yeah. Well, like These yes. are the guidelines on how not to get it and how not to give it to other people. Yes. They're, they're basically at, like, at the point of armed revolution because somebody dared to imply that they weren't 100% virtuous all the time. And they were like, no, I'm the good guy. I'm the protagonist of reality. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I'm the protagonist of reality. That should go on a shirt. Um, <laughs> I did see a news story, though, that... Um, so, because one of the things that they'll like extrapolate this out to... Like, oh, fucking Ted Cruz this week posted his, his dumbass turkey meme... It was an uh, it was a, uh, a a take on the come and take it flag that has, you know usually has a gun on it, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a it says come and take it with a turkey, and I just of all people to post that Ted fucking Cruz, you know how many people could forcibly take whatever the fuck they wanted from Ted Cruz? Most people, most people, and I would love to. <laughs> I would love to mug Ted Cruz. That would rock. <laughs> I would fucking love that in so theory, much. In theory. In, 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 in Minecraft. Yes, in some sort of simulation. Yeah. Uh, on, the, on the holodeck. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> on the holodeck. I would love to mug I would Ted lo- Cruz I would on the I would genuinely actually love to have a holodeck mug Ted Cruz program. <laughs> <laughs> Best-selling holodeck program of all time. He's just crying. Ah. <laughs> uh, this isn't supposed to happen to me. But no, I so I had another thought about the mask thing. Wait, wait, wait. I've got a story, though. Okay. Because so, these guys will fucking extrapolate the idea that the government says you shouldn't have more than 10 people into the idea that a, an army of jackbooted stormtroopers is going to kick down your front door, mace your grandmother in the face, shoot your wife, and all because you had 12 people over and, uh, and are eating turkey together. And it's bullshit. It is a ridiculous fucking fantasy. However, the New York City However, Police... However, in my year zero. No. The, the uh, New York Police Department did 
bust some uh, some people for uh, for violating the uh, the rule the New York City rules on uh, on large gathering at a swingers club. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> God. So some illegal underground bar slash slinger, swingers club, I think in Queens, uh, I think it was over this weekend, where it was like 80 or 100 people, you know, nobody doing, no, no, nobody using masks, much less condoms. Well, yeah. Um, you and wouldn't. Including, like, <laughs> busting people who were, you know, they're serving illegal laws, breaking all kinds of laws in addition to the uh, the, the, the gatherings restriction. Um, and, you know, people who were actively. I mean, that's in, kind of an in for a penny, in for a pound situation, honestly. Yeah, you like, might. You might as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was a good story. Yeah. That made me laugh when I saw it. Yeah. Um, Jack, do you want to uh, recommend something other than Star Trek? Yeah. So on the last episode, I um, brought up this podcast I like called The West Wing Thing. Wait. Did we do what's good? Oh, we did your what's good. I didn't yeah. do my what's good yet. Jesus let Christ. Me, this is me, the longest intro we've ever yeah, done. We, we got into politics, which sucks, and we shouldn't do it. But, uh, um, let me finish my recommendation, and then you can yeah. go. Um, so I brought up this podcast that I really like called The West Wing Thing, um, which is two like leftist uh, Hollywood guys watching The West Wing and getting pissed off, basically, yeah. <laughs> at the sort of bland, incrementalist, compromised worshiping liberalism on display um and i i said it was dave anthony and some guy and i feel really bad about that because uh it's a he's a very talented screenwriter his name's josh olson um he has won an oscar that's what they give for movies right yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking christ i have a lot going on it's <laughs> true you do <laughs> um, but uh he won a he won an oscar for the screenplay for a history of violence um, oh, okay. Which is a fantastic movie, and I would like to recommend watch watch a history of violence, um, and then also watch Eastern Promises. It's kind of a companion. They're kind of companion films. They're not. They're not. N- neither one is a sequel to the other. They're just kind of a good double feature because they're both uh, uh, fucking what's his name that played Aragorn. Oh, um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not anyway, gonna come up with. His but name the, right yeah, now. they're both. They're both like kind of mobster movies with that oh guy. oh oh one of them is the one with like the naked hot yes the naked steam room the fight sa- scene. The, yeah the naked, naked sauna, naked fight, sauna scene. fight scene i have which seen is, that fight scene just because it's fucking incredible it's filming. incredible and so tense because like he it's uh it's cronenberg is it yeah i think yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the guy that did like video drum and all that mm-hmm. um but he He's such a good director, and that that naked sauna fight scene, like he really manages to convey how hard the floor is. Yeah, and it's like it makes you so anxious as everybody's like slipping around because you're just like it's not even like that people are getting their head slammed in the floor. It's just like you're gonna fall. Yeah, and you're gonna hurt yourself because that floor is really hard. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> basically concrete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just concrete. Yeah, but I don't even with slippery ass tile over yeah. it. But he really conveys that with his filming, which I don't even know how you would begin to convey that, but he really does it. I think it's sound design, man. Yeah, I think it, a lot it's of a sound, lot of yeah. wet slapping. Yeah. And not the sexy kind. No, not very unsexy wet slapping. <laughs> it is the unsexiest way that several fairly fit naked men can fight in a sauna. Yeah, no, this is not. I mean, I'm pretty straight, but even if I wasn't, I don't think I'd find that hot. No, no. I mean, even if uh, even being straight, I can appreciate when something is sexy between people that I'm not actually attracted to. Um, And yeah, no, there's nothing sexy about that scene. It's very brutal. Um, But anyway, those movies are good and you should watch them. Watch those movies that Jack just said. A History of Violence and Eastern Promises. And also, watch Star Trek Discovery. Fuck you. (laughs) No, this is my this is why it's my what's good. Because I started watching, I told you I started watching season three, um, I, I and, and I and I talked a couple episodes ago about the like dick tripping way that they go about trying to be as inclusive as possible, uh, yeah. and it's just comical to me that that like it's it's a good job you're doing the right thing doesn't always it's work out the way bless, that you intend. Bless your heart situation, yeah, a real bless your heart situation, <laughs> um, and uh, so. In so one of the problems with Star Trek Discovery is it takes place ten years prior to the original series, and one of the issues has always been that it's 
looks way more modern. The technology right. looks more modern. You know, they they took and um and only slightly updated some of the technology, so they still use like the 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 flip up communicator and the the sure. big tricorders and stuff like that that are that are relatively unchanged. But then there's other shit that they did that I told you about ages ago where they like completely redesigned the Klingons yeah, to the yeah, point yeah. where you're like, who told you to do this? You, what is wrong with you? Why do we have four different models of Klingon now? What the like, why is, are we doing? What why? is going on? Why are they bald? <laughs> Stop it. What good could come of it? We've all seen the Batleth. We all know what it looks like, and what it definitely doesn't look like is like it's made out of bone. What is that? What did you do? Um, but uh, so what's what's funny about it is that at this point they've like completely abandoned. So the original uh, kind of impetus of the series was to explore like what was going on, you know, ten years before. Uh, the the original series uh, takes place, um, and they touch on some of that stuff. Like the main character is basically Spock's adopted sister, okay. uh, and and young and a younger Spock ends up uh, showing up later on in I think season two, um, and she also so she's an orphan and um, ended up being raised by Spock's parents. Uh, so she's human, but has like a Vulcan education. So she has some very Vulcan is some some Vulcanisms uh, uh-huh. about about herself. Um, Including like her her appearance, like she's the the actress is a, is a uh, an African American woman, um, but she, her hair in the first season is like a Vulcan style right. bob kind of like straight cut kind yeah, of thing, like straight hair thing, um, and that just kind of eventually goes away. <laughs> so, so like into season two, um, she just has what looks like her natural hair, but it's a short cut, and then into season three, now she's got braids, just like long braids. <laughs> And like the whole, the, the the her whole thing of being like a logical person who resor- resorts to Vulcan arguments and stuff like that, gone, just completely yeah. gone. It's just like they forgot where they started completely, and they've also transported nine hundred years into the future through a wormhole. So now it doesn't. Now they can just <laughs> they can use as much more advanced technology as they want because it doesn't fucking matter because uh, it's nine hundred years in the future. That raw like. <laughs> As a sort of semi-creative person, I love I love seeing people just being like, yeah, that was fucking stupid. We're not doing that anymore. Fuck it. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. And like not even trying to like write themselves out of the box, just being like, nah. Nope. No future. More, no more box. <laughs> we're going to the future, and now we're going to use a bunch of even way more technologically <laughs> advanced shit. I just want to do whatever, man. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what it's like in this season. Yeah, that, so yeah just, okay, you've changed my mind. That show actually sounds good now. <laughs> I mean, I de- I'm, I'm definitely going to make it part of our, uh, <laughs> our bonus part of our bonus content because I can't wait for you to see the Discovery Season 1 Klingons. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. fucking great. Anyway, let's, let's watch Star Trek. Um, sure. You already told me that you didn't uh, write a fake thing i have a lot going on this episode is called the vengeance factor and now we're gonna watch it all right bye i mean we'll be back Uh, yeah Uh, goodbye we'll see you in 10 seconds you're listening to star trek sucks the only star trek podcast now here are your hosts jack gunn and leal cardoza one of these days he's gonna pronounce my name right Mm mm-hmm uh, I I just wanted to jump in up top and say uh, Riker shot a bitch. <laughs> God, that episode! It it is such a good thing that um, because we we both liked last week's episode, I believe. No, I hated that episode. Oh, was it? No, no, no. It was the one before that we both liked. Yeah, the one before yeah, that yeah, was the, good. There was yeah. The, yeah, the Romulan. The Romulan one was good. The one the last week sucked dick. Um, um, yeah, it, but it didn't suck dick. It sucked dick like a normal TV show yes, sucking dick. That was that was the observation I made. It was, it was like, oh, this is like normal. This one. Normal bad TV. This one is back to yeah. Star Trek sucks. <laughs> in in uh, to, to borrow a description that you used re- recently, it sucked dick. Like a person folded in half <laughs> and rolling down a hill like an autophilatic Taurus. <laughs> it just I love pain. Uh, I love painting with words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the ship finds some stunned it's people. All right. It's all right. That so 
little peek behind the curtain. My dad is uh, extremely in the hospital. Oh, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it. Well, the, the, what you just said brought this to mind. Um, I went and saw him today, um, and one of the things he said to me was, I really like all the stuff you post on Facebook. I don't understand a lot of it. <laughs> and it was the hardest I've laughed in a long time because I imagined him reading things like the, the autophilatic Taurus rolling down the hill into the boiling sea <laughs> and being like, my son sure is a guy. <laughs> my, sure, my son sure does words. <laughs> Anyway, that is that is nice to think about. It's good to know that your dad gets some enjoyment out of that, even if I, he doesn't understand it. I yeah, I love my dad, um, and it sucks that his. Anyway, um, yeah, it sucks that that the diabetes is taking him out bit by bit. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's kept his humor up. Yeah, as, which is really the best anyone can hope for. Yeah, yeah. As long as you got your humor, yeah, you've got. Most of, anyway, okay, so, now I feel weird just jumping back into the episode. No, it's fine, I, 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 yeah. So the ship finds a science station or something that's been raided by a bunch of guys in Road Warrior costumes. Yeah. And the guys in Road Warrior costumes came from a planet, and the planet wants them to come back and be part of the planet again. And that's the whole. That's the whole thing. I don't. It, yeah, this is, it, it kind of never really gets resolved because it's like they're like nomads and they're like we kind of just want to exist extra legally and the only way we can do it is to fucking steal, which and, is not true. Which is yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it? I mean, you can be nomadic and be traitors instead of thieves. Especially once you've got like a decent base built up. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know their situation in this system, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just yeah, the whole thing. And so one of the things that is struck me as absolutely preposterous, but is also indicative of the writer's inability to understand uh, how like how generational social trends work. Because um, we discussed oh, this in the episode with the uh, the proto Vulcans who all of a sudden start believing in God, even though they've been atheists right. for thousands of years. These guys, uh, they come from a planet that's been have, that's had hundreds upon hundreds of years of, uh, like feudalist clan warfare. Right. Uh, and then just this one group of guys leaves and then the whole planet's and like, everybody's like, well, enough <laughs> every, of that. Everybody's chill now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> fuck, I have so much to say about, about their like complete lack of understanding of historical materialism, but it's like this the same shit I say every week, so I don't know if it's even worth saying, but like but like she's talking to Picard and she's like, Yeah, we used to like have clan warfare and people would just would go to war based on not liking each other and Picard was like, Yeah, Earth used to be like that too. No, it fucking wasn't. People go to war for resources. If all of history has roots in the movement of material. It's not. <laughs> I just want to take a moment. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to uh, to pour one out for the fact that uh, the the gatherers were located in the Harambe cluster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dicks out for Harambe. Dicks out for Harambe, baby. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, um, God, remember that. Remember 2016, man. And everybody was like, "This is the worst year." Yeah. God. You remember you wrote a joke about it. I did in 2017. Yeah. Which means I'm also an asshole. <laughs> which we all knew, but boy, uh, boy, howdy, has it ever been confirmed? But uh, to your to your point, um, yeah, so they've supposedly eliminated class warf or clan warfare, right. but they have an extremely rigid, almost slave culture-ish social hierarchy. Yeah, they sure do. That has replaced it, which seems better in that people aren't openly murdering each other all the time but there's a there's a word for that and it starts with an f is and it it's a thing we're sliding into is it feudalism fantastic voyage fantastic voyage that no, is a great coolio song it's fascism mm-hmm. um yeah 
Um, okay, so backing way up to the cold open, I I do want to note that uh, Data cucks the shit out of Worf. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. I wrote that down, too. And uh, it was... All, okay, it's very we've, funny. We've already established that Data is stronger than Worf. We found this out in the episode when they found... Uh, in season one, when they found the Klingon ship and Worf couldn't open the door and Data comes along and opens it. You remember that? Yeah, no, Data... But, like... So we already know that he's stronger, and the two of them, you know, it, it's it's Worf and Data and Riker on the away team. Right, like, why and are you... And Riker's ha- like, oh, that door's locked, Worf. And then Worf can't open yeah. it, and Data has to come open it for him. And it was almost like Riker was, like, trying to give Worf the opportunity to be like, hey... Yeah, but that's... You're a- the second strongest guy here, buddy. That's a high-risk, high-reward situation because like he like clearly he can't do it yeah so like you're just making him feel like more of a fucking pussy (laughs) i know it didn't work out yeah no and like i think we we can safely say now like data is like orders of magnitude stronger than Worf. like he's not just like like you can bench press more than i can but not like five times as much as i can yeah no you know like it's it's not that kind of situation it's like he's yeah yeah and i mean it's it's (laughs) been well established you know i mean there was uh, the episode when uh, when picard or when uh, Riker got offered the q powers and we pointed this out because it was funny because he was because data was picking up what are supposed to be real rocks but are actually styrofoam right. rocks and throwing them like styrofoam rocks which is exactly how data would throw real rocks right he's because he's very strong he's incredibly strong yeah uh yeah i i uh, I, I i like that too um also gates McH- gates mcfadden's hair is short again yeah, it's it's been a it's it's a, it's a real whirlwind. It's a real journey. Of, yeah, it's a real hair journey she's yeah. on. I'm just kind of trying to tune it out, honestly. Yeah, um, yes. Yeah, so the writers don't understand time. Um, so we're introduced to uh, Ry- Riker's fuck target for the episode. Yep. So this is a Riker's gonna fuck episode. Yeah. Um, and it, going back to she's attractive. She is. She is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But going back to what I was saying about what I like about. Um, uh, discovery is that, and there are romances within that show. Sure. But I don't have to like, (laughs) when you watch this show, you scan the guests, (laughs) you go, is any of these guests conventionally attractive? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if any of them is remotely conventionally attractive, somebody is going to try and fuck that person on this episode. Probably either Riker or Troy. Yeah. Well, or Wes, if it's a younger, or yeah, or if it's young, if it's yeah, if it's under eighteen, Wes, yeah, um, yeah, and that's how this show works. Yeah, that's it's just uh, it it gets exhausting. Um, yeah, it's almost like this is a bad show, and <laughs> this project is sort of torturous for I don't both know. of us. I don't know what you mean. Okay. So they go to the Harambe cluster, um, and they go down into the planet where apparently the gatherers have been practicing to produce uh, to to mount a. Uh, a uh, a revival of Stomp. Yeah, so because um, their campsite is just scaffolding. Yeah, I I really like the gatherers. Um, I think they're cool. <laughs> I <laughs> there's they're they're what I would have thought was cool at the time this episode aired. Right, that's bearing the in mind I was eight years old. Yeah, at the that's time. <laughs> that's that's my problem with it is that it's so lazy. It is so like. Um, First of all, they just all look like the Road Warrior. That's it. That's the costume. Is that they're They're all all Road Warriors? Like because the writers are under the impression that when a bunch of because there's not a single like the um, the one guy uh, references having children. So apparently there's women among them, but we don't see any of the women. So all we see is a bunch of dudes who are just like, I don't want to come to your house, man. I'm living the dream. Knock a bunch of cans off my coffee table. Sit down. Sit down on the coffee table. I don't even care where I sit. I'm living the dream, man. I get drunk every night. I I smoke weed. It doesn't even matter. I don't want to come to your planet with your rules, lady. Yeah, dudes rock. Yeah, that's it's dude. It's dudes rock in space. <laughs> dudes rock theft edition. Um, uh, there was a couple of moments that I really enjoyed. Uh, one was when they finally get uh, the sub leader of the. I didn't even bother with anybody's fucking names, uh, but the first leader before they get to the other leader of the uh, Road Warrior guys um, and the uh, old lady lady. 
uh, together for the, like their first meeting, and they're both just being shit to each other. And uh, and boy, are they chewing the scenery. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My God, yeah, like a motherfucker. But there's a there there's a moment on Patrick Stewart's face where any real like I I really read it like both. Patrick Stewart and Captain Picard were experiencing the same thing at that moment, which right. was, am I really doing this? Right. Is this really? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah, this, it's, this it's, is what it is? This is... It's one of those, kind of like uh, like I observed in the Tribble episode with uh, 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 Shatner, yeah. where it's like, the actor's re- reaction to this would be no different than the character's reaction to this. Yeah. So it's it's kind of... It's a it's a slam dunk for an actor. Yeah, I'm just being like, no, just just do what you would do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Both Stewart and just, Picard just hate, in that moment are just, just like hate how much this sucks. <laughs> this is this is what it is. This is what I do. Yeah. How did? Yeah, I. Um, so yeah, we find out that Utah is an assassin. Oh, goddamn the fucking scene. Yeah, the 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 like flirtation scene between Riker and Utah is so bad. It sucks so bad. No, it, no one, no one writing this dialogue has ever gotten pussy uh, or yeah. dick. Um, yeah, nobody's nobody's ever, ever never nobody's fucked. ever yeah put their mouth anywhere squishy. Um, it's yeah it. Riker, like, the second he sees her, he's like, oh, time to get my dick wet, which is fine. No judgment. But then the way he goes about it is so weird. She's at work. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I didn't think about that. But yeah, Yeah. like, she's... Like, he... I mean, he's also at work? Yeah, that's actually makes it worse. Yeah. Because he's the XO of the spaceship she's on. You're here to show a visiting diplomat to their quarters and show them how the food machine works. Right. And your way of doing that is like, hey, you want to cook me some of that pussy? Right. Right. But then like all that aside, like putting that the problematic part of that aside, he's very obvious about like i would like to have sex with you which is fine i'm not you tasted that water what else that mouth do (laughs) what else can you get in there (laughs) um but but like later on she goes to his quarters to like fuck him for some reason that i don't really understand it's very unclear why she does that. I think you're like right. The, the, she, what the sovereign sends her to do it. That's what she says happened, but she's an unreliable narrator. Yeah, um, it's very unclear why she does it. Anyway, 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 um, we can get into that. But like, she goes there, and he's like, "Oh, was I so obvious?" And it's like, "Yes, yes, William, yes, William, you were very and, obvious. And, you're and, always extremely obvious. And someone is experienced." with this as you should know that you are being obvious and should be like fine with that. Yeah. Because you should be fine with it because again, he demonstrates in that scene that you're talking about that he is yeah, all, he's, if, he's if an ethical else, slut. Always the ethical slut. Yeah. I, I, I like his, I, I do like, I mean, yeah, no criticism for him. Other, I, I, the writing is bad. Yeah, the writing is bad, and and it's I, almost I, like we're watching a bad show or there's, something. <laughs> there's always the possibility that there's going to be because I can't remember all of the fucking romance uh, situations that Riker ends up in. Yeah, I'm, I'm I am waiting for the problematic one because I know it's coming. There's, there's no fucking gotta way. be one. Yeah, there's no fucking way in the early '90s with writers with, this incompetent. Yes, that they didn't it, it yeah. eventually get to a a. Gross one. I but we haven't gotten there yet. Like no, not so a, far it's not been a single one. Yeah, so far he's a he's batting a thousand. Yeah, and there's one later on where we find out that uh, Riker's not a hundred percent heterosexual. Oh, that's very progressive. There's it's it's funny. I it, for the time. I mean, it, it it's he he has a romance with a gender a person of a genderless species. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, I yeah you're right. It is. Pretty like they're not addressing the real world's like existence of non non binary people, uh, but it's still you know having uh, having our main and very like he's kind of I mean both him and Picard are very uh, masculine you know yeah but of, he's the Lothario of the, yeah of the show and certainly. yeah so having him uh, get involved with somebody who's not like a conventional yeah, beauty not, or not anything just like a, that. yeah not just a big titty blonde yeah yeah. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, that, I have no idea when that episode comes up. I just vaguely remember it in the back of my mind. Yeah. So we find out that um, the sh- chef, Sexy, is uh, an assassin, um, and she's killing off uh, an enemy clan. So that actually kind of made me feel like the writers did have a better like a better handle on how timelines in, in societies work. Because <laughs> the idea that everything had just become peaceful and everything was cool right. after those guys left was absolute horseshit. Yeah, that's fucking so stupid like, as int- shit. Introducing this idea that, oh yeah, there's one person there's on people a fucking that still have- murder mission. Right. Like that actually holds up a lot. I mean, better. the stupid part is that there's one person and not right. just like a ton of people with grudges. Yeah, or or trying to get shit, like trying to get material. Because again, all this stuff comes from material circumstances. Right. People want stuff. Um, the fucking the the again the sub leader guy. Uh, just there is to me nothing. Uh, I I didn't find him. Uh, like relatable or likable, pretty much at all. Oh, I liked him. I don't know why. I I thought he was such a douchebag. Um, I mean, he was definitely like overacting the part. What really like, bothered me was wa- the idea. So he walks into Ten Forward, walks up to the bar, steals a drink out of somebody's hand, walks over to West, takes his pad out of his hand, and then is like, "You don't like me, do you?" Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just. He's being annoying because he wants to talk to somebody, and that's the only way he knows how to do it. I mean, I don't know. I like just, I, it's funny that I like him because I would I don't. I was very bullied in in school, and I shouldn't react positively to him. But I don't know. Like I I I find him very sympathetic, and like he actually says something that I wrote down verbatim because I was like, that's a type of guy, and like. I think I think I liked him because he knows what he is, and I like I like people that know what they are. That is true, and I did at least respect that about him. Um, and so, yeah. anyway, so what he says, and like this is this is the the moment where I'm like, oh, this guy knows exactly what he is, and he is completely at peace with himself, which is like, I mean, I'm projecting a lot, but like that's that's like a good thing to be, and I like people that are like that. And what he says is, I have many friends that don't like me. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, you know exactly what you are then. Yeah, like that's kind of profound. Yeah, and that uh, I'll I'll give you that 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 does justify. I still found it annoying that he was being the way that he was and putting myself in that situation of being somebody else there. I would have found him obnoxious, and I and it would have been a stretch. It would really depend on like where I was mentally, emotionally at the time, whether I would tolerate him yeah. and let him get far enough through his thing for him to become sympathetic. Because, uh, but there was one moment in that interaction with Wes that I really fucking loved. Um, and it was when, uh, and it, one of the few really good line readings from, uh, from Will Wheaton in this show, uh, when he, when the other guy tells Wes that he has kids and Wes is supremely alarmed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, very genuinely concerned. Like, yeah. wait, no, 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 wait, what? You're in charge of, you're in charge of other, you have you oh have, no! <laughs> you have offspring. You have done more of what you are. You n- yeah. No. I, uh, oh no! <laughs> I like your reading that. I didn't. I didn't clock it that way. I clocked it as just like Wes was. Couldn't imagine how this guy had ever had sex, and it was like, no, oh, that guy. Oh no! Yeah, that, that guy, guy fucks. fucks. Yeah, I <laughs> um, don't know why there are any women hanging out with these guys. <laughs> but you, I mean, but that, that guy in real life fucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, but I, th- I clocked that as Wes, like, kind of coming to that uncomfortable realization that we all did. I, I mean, I guess I did as like a nerdy, uh, nerdy guy going through puberty of being like, Oh, like dirt bags. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, Oh, getting straight A's actually maybe won't get me pussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I clocked it as that, but I, I like your reading of it better of just like, Oh, you're re you're responsible for other people. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. I, I don't know who to tell about this, but somebody. I needs should to tell know, somebody. somebody needs to know about this. Yeah, because yeah, Wes is a tell the teacher kind of fucking kid. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, so the the episode really starts to drag out from this point because it's just yeah, this I, I want, very uninteresting yeah, up till negotiation. Na- up till now, it was kind of a fun one. Yeah. Um, and then it just sucks. Oh, God, it just gets so fucking long, so dragged out. And what it made me think of was I've been watching Columbo recently. I can't remember if I've talked about We this. talked about Columbo. Did a I talk about it on my... But we can talk about Columbo. We can, well, what, what's what if we just watched Columbo for this show? <laughs> I wonder if there is a podcast. Just don't even change the name. Just the, <laughs> no. welcome to Star Trek Sucks, America's foremost Columbo podcast. <laughs> we should at least do some Columbo for bonus content. <laughs> we, here's no. Should. Here's where Columbo stands out. And is a better uh, crime drama than this episode attempts to be. Because the thing that's weird about Columbo is that as an audience member, you're not trying to solve the mystery because you oh, watch yeah. the murder. So I, I noted that, sorry to interrupt, but they keep doing this to themselves where you know who the murderer is and then you watch them figure it out, but they can't make it interesting. No. They but cannot do it. And like it's at Columbo... That's the entire, they do it every week. Every week, but Columbo's the only the only show that does that. The only one that I can think of anyway. Yeah, like the, the only, only one murder I can think mystery of off, show off where dome, yeah. you as the audience absolute, like you fucking watched it happen, you know what happened. Um, as opposed to like most other ones and shit like Law and Order where yeah. you don't necessarily know. And, yeah, most you know, procedurals you don't, you don't know until yeah. the end. You may have a suspect and they may, may be making it obvious, but the kind of the point is the head fake in most of those procedurals where it's like trying to keep the audience on their toes so they don't know what happened. But in Columbo, yeah, Columbo, you fucking know what happened from the get and the enjoyable part about it is watching him figure it out. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a very... Watching him prove it generally because he usually seems to have it figured out from the fucking get, right. which is just bizarre. Just this this hungover man <laughs> eating boiled eggs out of his pocket. God, I love that show so much. <laughs> it's so good. I I haven't watched it in years, and you keep talking about it, and I'm like, I gotta figure out a way to watch Columbo. Yeah, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. My parents I will, keep... I'll find. My I'll, parents are DVRing it, so that's how I've been watching God. it. I mean, I think I think that's the key is just that he... Who is it? Peter Sellers? Is that no, Peter Falk. Peter Falk. Um, I, Peter Sellers of, is the is the uh, the Pink Panther. That's right. Similar, um, sort of. Yeah, but anyway, like I think part of it is just Peter Falk is so fucking entertaining to watch. Oh yeah, and like most of the actors on this show are not. Yeah, and it just so but, that yeah, but that, it is it is a very hard thing to write. Yeah, um, absolutely. Again, to the fact that that Columbus is the only show that either of us yeah. can think of that that fits that description. Um, but yeah, that was absolutely what made the second half of this episode so fucking interminable, because you're just watching them very yes. slowly figure out the thing you already knew. Yeah, and not in an entertaining way, not in an engaging way. They're just like basically looking at Wikipedia. Yeah, that's basically it. And it's just like, fuck you. <laughs> Stop wasting my time. Yeah. I hate this. It was very, yeah, it was really tough. Um, So definitely watch Columbo. Listeners, do not watch this episode. Um, And then, so Riker has to kill the chick because she's going to kill the other leader. Yeah, I have a lot of problems with that (laughs) that scene. Uh, You go ahead because all I wrote down was writers be like, very poignant moment. Yeah, pretty much. Um, First of all, the phasers have a stun setting. They have multiple stun settings. What seems to be implied is that something about whatever very poorly described procedure she went through that allows her to no longer age also makes her semi-resistant to phaser stunning. Okay. Is she resistant to handcuffs? Because you could just... Riker and Worf could easily restrain a small woman. Yeah. A petite woman. You don't have to kill her, <laughs> but but they they just they want to have they want to make Riker kill somebody that he wanted to fuck to make a poignant moment at the end that is just like it just isn't no it has no payoff because because none of this was necessary well and as the audience we don't care about her no why would we care about her we barely know her and she's a murderer right. Those are the things we know. She's just a yeah. She's a genetically modified assassin who 
exists solely as like a, a, a agent of vengeance. Like she even says that when she goes to, into Riker's quarters to fuck him, she's like, I don't feel any, I don't, I have no emotions. Nothing, nothing makes me happy I other have, than vengeance. I have a path. Right. And it's murder. Right. I am basically a robot in the form of a, of a person. And it's like, honestly, death seems merciful at that point. It does. And also, okay, so and this is a nitpick. And then Riker has a big sad about it, which I get, but also there was no reason to kill her. Other there than, was other than it, requ- it was required for him to have a big sad at the end. Right, exactly. There was either no reason to kill her or there was no other choice and therefore he shouldn't have a big sad about it. Well, I mean, I... Like, if we accept... You were, you were allowed to have big sads about things that are inevitable. Um, I guess. I just... Speaking as someone who's... Anyway. Living in 2020... I was going to say he was probably going to lose a parent in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. Uh, he could. Let's. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. It just. Well, I mean, to that point, you have a reason to have a big sad because you have known this man for decades. That's true. And it will be regardless of <laughs> it's the not, fact. It's not, a some, it's yeah. not, not someone I, was, I met yesterday and was like, do you want to have sex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are different relationships. Yeah, those are different. <laughs> yeah, you should have a big sad regardless <laughs> of I mean, you you know, you and your dad have had a rocky relationship. Even then, it's extremely normal to be sad at the idea of that person not being around anymore. Right. You just met this chick. Yep. And then she turned out to be the bad guy in the episode. Yeah. You've known him for two days. You you should never be like excited that you killed somebody, but like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Sitting man. at the bar moping, like, you're, oh, you know what I want to talk about really quick though? Because um, I just thought about the fact that he should have gone and seen the counselor about the fact that he had to use his weapon in uh, in the line of duty. Um, did you notice how uh, Troy was kind of giving him the assist on uh, on his bang mission? Mm, so. Again, they're trying. I don't know if it's ever. We we should probably pay more attention to this, but they they definitely are trying to wrangle threesomes. Um, like the <laughs> the one where they went to that that Vulcanoid um, Bronze Age planet. Yeah, they were, they were definitely yeah. trying to figure out a. Uh, and That's then, the case, and I I don't know. But the, like, but what? Yeah, when they were like eating the the spicy, fucking Brussels sprout whatever bullshit. Yeah, and. They're like, would you care to join us? And she's like, I wouldn't want to interrupt. And it was only then when Troy that Troy was like, I don't know, I guess I'll get out of here. But they well, were they were definitely like, would you care to join us? <laughs> I, I I didn't read that part. What I read was Troy volunteering to get up and leave, being like, uh, I. So the way that I read this is like they're kind of. They're trying to be exploratory. Like they've already decided, uh, and we know from the future canon of of the show that they get married. Um, so they've already decided that they're going to be together eventually. But they're both trying to make sure that they've fucked all they want to fuck, yeah. uh, done all the exploring they want to do. So yes, they are do they're they're checking out threesomes, and they're also extremely open to the idea of either the other of them. Uh, getting laid, which is why Riker was totally okay with Troy banging the weird negotiator guy in the last episode, and why Troy, when she sees that the threesome's not going to happen, she's like, "All right, I'll leave. Riker, yep. go get it wet." Yeah, no, I, I, that's that's that is definitely the relationship that they have. Um, which I don't know. I mean, good for them. It's 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 not doing anybody any harm. It's not. It could theoretically do somebody harm if um if they're not straightforward with all of their partners and somebody yes. like gets attached to one of them. That's the that's that's my only kind of um pullback about it. But uh, yeah, that that is definitely the. So uh, far, every single one of either of their sexual partners disappears after that episode. So not that much of a problem. Yep. Um. Well, that's that's gonna be. All right. Did you get to the end of yours? Um, yeah, I think, yep. Yeah, that's all. That's all I have. Oh, no, actually, so, um, this, so the, the, the 
gatherers, I guess they're called. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the same as the Irish versus English episode, in a way. Sort of, yeah. Um, and it it made me realize that like the Irish versus English thing actually exists as just a cultural form, which is snobs versus slobs. Sure. Yeah. And this is just another snobs versus slobs episode. Yeah. Um, and I don't know something 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 class. Yeah, I mean that's definitely and well. Something, in, something, something. The cultural signifiers of class society. In the, uh, in the other, in in the uh, up the long ladder, it's much more, um, it's much more equal. So it is it, the conflict is that snobs versus slobs, but um, in each each uh, culture has something to offer. Sure, you know, um, like the 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 Irish are like the. I mean, let's be free spirited. Let's be human. You know. Well, I mean that one. That one is very specifically like the proletarian um, has uh, the resources to keep the bourgeoisie alive, much yeah, like real life. That's <laughs> and that was that was your read on it. But I really thought that at least the the story that the show was trying to tell in that episode uh, is that there are that that each side of this story has things to learn from each other. That's what it's sure. Trying, that's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's trying to tell. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like setting aside uh, uh, Marxist class class theory. Like that's that's the story that it's trying to tell. Yeah. No. Um, go, but cult- culturally, one, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. In this one. What in the fuck do the gatherers have to offer? Being cool. <laughs> Other than being cool, Leo. They're cool. Other than fucking rubber outfits and body odor. The the fucking whatever her fucking title is, she sucks. She's boring. She's lame. She does she's, suck ass. She sucks ass. And she's and she's mean to her servants. She's She's not really mean to her. Well, she's she's. I mean, she's mean by they, having they, by they, having yeah, They live in a, they live in a very rigid caste system yeah. where like which is like cruelty is baked into that. Like there, it doesn't matter. Although it's also it's implied that it's that it's not a that it's not a caste system. Like it's a what we what we would think of as like a class role system. But if it weren't for the fact that Utah's on a murder mission, she could make the decision. Uh, to not be a servant anymore, which is almost worse, because like when you if you map oh, that, yeah, they do talk it, about that. Where she's, she's just like, like, I could no, do, I, I could do whatever. I'm free to leave. It I was, can go wherever I want. Yeah, was, I personally can't. But that implies that anybody else in her position could and chooses to take that servant role, which implies that anybody ever in any situation would choose to be a fucking slave, which is yeah, a real problem. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good society, and that's and that like that's why I argue that the gatherers have a lot to culturally offer because they seem like they're happy. <laughs> yeah, and I will give you that. Like, like they seem like they're having a good time. No one else seems like they're having a good time in the society other than them. That's true. Like so, what they have to offer is having fun with your friends. So, listeners, make yourself a rubber outfit made out of mostly tires. Uh, go start sh- stealing shit yep. J- in Minecraft. And just go have start some, have some fun with your friends. <laughs> just go get drunk with your buddies. Build some scaffolding. Mount a uh, a revival of of stomp, um, and uh, and and cut your face up. Also, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, this is after Thanksgiving. I know, but <laughs> hope I you're... hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a th- happy Thanksgiving too. I'm glad that we're at least making. So we talked about this last week about the dad's <laughs> dad's thirty pound turkey. You are now going to be the the recip- one of several recipients of take home meals because there's just no fucking like. There's no way. There's no way. I yeah. mean, it's it's an absurd even the even it's an absurd task that you've pit yourself against. And 30 oh oh, I meant the I, I meant no way to like get people together in a, in oh, a way yeah. that's that's safe. Because I mean, even limiting it to the smallest group of people who are kind of within my parents and mine and my family's orbit so that we see each other on a semi-regular basis at this point. Still the idea of getting like eight or 10 no, people it's, together. It's, it's very irresponsible. Yeah. It's super irresponsible. It. Yeah. Uh, so listeners join us next week um, when it will be December. Um, that's fucking weird. What ha- the, the, this year? My God. Yeah. Sorry, not December. It'll be March two hundred and eighty seventh. Um, yeah. yeah. 
next ahead. week's episode, which Jack will uh, write a, a detailed theory of what the episode's going to be about. All right. Well, when you say it like that, it's, it, you're just triggering my oppositional <laughs> defiant disorder. <laughs> like, I'm not going to if you're going to do that shit. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be an internal battle between your desire to write something that is that is uh that that's uh funny and and a parody yes. of this show and your desire to not do anything that I tell you to do. Inside me there are two wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Which one wins? The one that's napping. You'll find out next week. The the episode next week is called The Defector. Um so that's it. Uh, as always, get us on twitter.com at chipfacts at Leal like Neil at who is Jack Gunn. Uh, visit our sponsors, Visor, um, <laughs> twowolves.com, twowolves.com, and uh, Yuri's excellent products. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy!